1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr.
3: We have a special edition of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my partner John Heyman. Joining us right now is... uh, one of the managers that has to be at the top of the list of uh, for manager of the year. But not only that, his ball club is playing some of the best baseball in, in the game right now. And and that's no other than Jace Tingler, Padres. Skipper, Jace, uh, thanks for giving us some of your time and, uh, and coming on the show today.
4: Well, thanks for having me, Tony and John. i uh, excited to talk to you guys today.
3: So, Jace, coming into this year, obviously the Padres had some expectations um kind of surrounding this team there was a buzz kind of uh during the spring training all of a sudden things get shut down because of the pandemic uh but the season has started you guys sitting 22 and 15 second in the National League West uh this doesn't seem like it's a surprise to to people around uh, this organization though
4: I think that's fair. I think, um, you know, our, 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 group inside the clubhouse, you know, for a while, uh, we, we, we believed in one another and just knowing the work that the players and staff has put in, uh, we certainly believed in uh, the, the talent that this group had. Um, and, you know, m- most importantly, the way that the guys are, they're, they're working, they're preparing, they're gelling, uh, the chemistry is just off the charts, and so I think everybody knew this was, uh, possible, and I think the exciting thing is, uh, w- w- which is the truth, I think we believe our best balls are ahead of us, and we've got areas to grow in, and I think we're going to grow in those areas, so, um, you know, it, it, it could be a little bit of surprise from maybe people on the outside, but. Uh, I'd be incredibly shocked if, if many on on the inside, going through the the, the daily grind, that we look up where we're at, um, that 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 we would be, you know, m- much surprised because there's there there's talent and there's a lot of belief in in, in the room right now. And and the main thing is is that uh, they're working. But once it comes game time, uh, it, it's truly a group of players that just. Uh, enjoy the game have a blast and they're playing with energy they're playing with passion and they're playing for one another and that's that's a pretty good combination.
2: Chase uh, John Heyman here Uh, the team was already playing well uh, probably putting yourself and uh, the team in position to go for it and AJ Preller certainly knows how to go for it I'm just wondering Uh, what this trade deadline was like for you hearing about all these different pickups. I know they wanted to get a relief pitcher, a starting pitcher, catcher, and a hitter. And they got two catchers, uh, AJ and company did Uh, got an ace pitcher in Clevenger and uh, Rosenthal. Certainly uh, will help the bullpen. Moreland will be good for you for the clubhouse and certainly another hitter. Uh, I'm just wondering what your reaction was uh, hearing on all these things and, uh, do you feel any extra pressure uh, knowing what uh, AJ Preller and company
4: have done here? As far as pressure, no, because we're you know we're we're going to go about our business uh, you know the the, the same way. Uh, I will say it was a you know somewhat crazy, hectic, seventy-two hour uh, period, and and you know when we get when, when we got done, you know through the end of it, it was you know mainly joy and, and, and just a, a lot of positivity, a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, some some unknown. Anytime you go through the, the the trade deadline, you're you know, you're you're in one of like three places. You're selling, you're, you're seeing a pat or you're um you know you're you're going for it, you're buying, you're looking to upgrade like an areas and and so, uh, it, it's always emotional, uh, players, no matter where you're at, uh, you know, you've, you've got a group of players sitting on pins and needles because especially now there, there's a lot of, you know, with the social media, there's rumors, there's things that are true. There are things that, that, that aren't true. And so everybody's sitting on edge and, and there, there, there's also a human side. Uh, you're, you know, we even in our deals, we had to give players up, uh, that were on this team and they've been a part of the organization. They're a part of, you know, the history over the last couple of years. And, and there's relationships. There's relationships inside the, the clubhouse. There's relationships, um, you know, with families inside the, the clubhouse. So there, there's a little bit of that. Uh, at the end of the day, though, you know we we, we got through the, the the trade deadline and we're bringing guys in uh, that not only from a physical standpoint, ability standpoint, uh, we brought in guys with just triple plus makeup, eighty grade makeup character, and just seeing how quickly um, they're able to gel. Uh, continue that cohesiveness with the group. It's cool to see uh, the, the players that had been in there receive these guys with open arms. And and our goal is to make that transition as smoothly and quickly as possible. And I uh, just think uh, our, our group of uh, players and our group of, of coaches and staff uh, so far have just done a great job with the open arms trying to make that transition uh, quick and smooth.
3: Uh, Jace Tingler joins us, Padres manager on Big Time Baseball. And and Jace, I, I want to talk a little bit about the DNA of this team uh, makeup wise, because uh, one of the things you said early on uh, into in spring training and, and, and so on, you, you talked about wanting to run the base as well and, and grind out at bats. Um, do you think the execution of that has you guys in the place that you guys are in terms of
4: Wins and losses. Well, it's always a combination of things, you know. To, to be on the the north side of uh, five hundred, and especially with this year. But uh, I I think the one thing that that, that stands out, or you, you probably mentioned the, the the two things, honestly. But how focused, discipline and, and I don't think people, you know, can, can especially this year with not having access to a lot of a lot, a lot right, of things, right. understand how hard this group of position players with Damien Easley, Ryan Flaherty, a group of uh, of coaches, but most importantly the work that the the players have put in and they put a lot of time on not only on their swing mechanics and the things that are going on there but how hard they've worked on managing the zone and laying off pitches outside the zone and how do we win those 2-2 battles? How do we win those 3-2 battles and and how do you practice being uncomfortable uh, hitting with two strikes and and, uh now uh, it, it's almost taken into their, their DNA to where uh, they're, they're going up there. They're looking to get a pitch to hit. If it's not there, uh, they're moving it on for the next guy and just being able to create that that atmosphere, that environment where we're getting on base, we're passing the buck, we're passing the baton and, and keep it moving. And that part's been great. And then, and then another part of, uh, of offensive baseball, if you want to score runs, uh, we talk about hitting, but Running the bases is part of a, a team dynamic yeah. offense, and the way the guys are are working to get down the line, they're fighting for 90 feet. They're looking for uh, a, a way to to grab an extra 90 feet, whether that's steal a base or push the envelope first to third and and get into scoring position for for your teammates. Because ultimately, uh, what we do running the bases is almost an identity of what type of teammate you are right. and, and uh, you run the basis for your teammates and to see the group come together and, and work, uh, you know, for one another, um, that, that part's been outstanding and, and we hope to keep that going. We look to improve in that area as well.
2: Uh, speaking of discipline, I, I talked to AJ Preller, as I, as I mentioned, and, uh, he said what uh, stood out about your playing career was the discipline at, uh, at the plate, which is why uh, Texas noticed you. I think you had uh, well more uh, than two more, twice as many walks as strikeouts. So uh, you should certainly show a lot of discipline in your playing career. I'm going to ask you now about a different kind of discipline. Uh, you were able to get uh, Mike Clevenger, who's a star pitcher, uh, I think because of what happened with him with the Indians. Um, you guys have done a good job, obviously, through the pandemic. You haven't had any positives uh, to this point and uh you know I think he had kind of a falling out in that clubhouse at least initially he came back and pitched for them and things seemed to be better but um uh, have you had a talk with him yet are you have any concerns about that at all and uh what's your overall reaction to adding a pitcher like this during the middle of the season
4: well we we spoke through face time, and the first time I'm going to meet him face to face is is going to be today so um you know, as far as adding him, I think it's just going to, you know, anytime you're able to add uh, a starting pitcher of his quality into our rotation, not only does that help our rotation and how that helps the bullpen. And, and it also does a thing too is, is you feel really good when somebody of that quality takes the ball. You feel like you've got a great chance to win. So I think it affects every part of, uh, of the the clubhouse. As far as like our expectations of him, and, and this is not just with him, but with all our players, our number one priority is for them to be themselves. And we feel that if you can be yourself. And one thing that I know about him is that he works incredibly hard. He's driven and he plays to win. He practices to win. He takes the ball. And so those are just a lot of things that, that, we're going to have in common in this clubhouse and the way he competes. So uh, the most important thing for us is, is we're going to want him to be himself. And uh, we've got a lot of things in common from knowing him from afar and through coaches and through players that have played with him. Uh, I feel like it's going to be
3: a very smooth transition. Jace, uh, obviously Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has electrified all of us uh, this season. And uh, it just so happens today he's facing off, and not him personally, but, you know, in terms of players that play the game at a very high level, Mike Trout will be on the other side today. Just talk about what you've seen from Fernando Tatis Jr. Because obviously last year he had a terrific rookie season, uh, only got to play half of it. This year uh, I know it's only a short sample size He's been nothing short of spectacular.
4: You're right about that. Uh, it, 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 I, I think the question is, you know, too, like, are, are you surprised with anything? And, 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 like, the answer is no, uh, just because I've seen him, you know, coming up through the the system. Uh, I've watched him from afar, and then when you're around him, spring training and through the COVID camp, and basically the time from spring training to COVID camp, and and, and how pot committed he was on being there. Uh, with his teammates, with the infield crew, working with Bobby Dickerson every day, working on his game. You know, I, I think it's pretty simple. It's it's uh, uh, your eyes are gravitated to him. I'll, I'll give you an example. So um, two days ago, we're, we're playing, and it was Mitch Moreland's first game, and two at-bats in. He, he comes over and, and and you know, he's grown to him. He's like, this is unbelievable. I said, I know. And, and, and you know, you're talking about you know somebody that that that's been around some great ones you know uh, over the last couple of years you know Mitch has seen Mookie and he's grown up seen Josh Hamilton in his prime and a bunch of great ones and and so you know the the physical ability and then knowing Tatis and and, and what's on the inside the the, the makeup the drive uh, being raised uh, in somewhat ways uh, being raised in a major league clubhouse and how that's in his DNA so Well, I think the 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 most important thing, you know, right now, continue that, 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 that blueprint or that, that road that he's on and, and, you know, uh, staying healthy. That, that, that's, that, that's one of the main things. But, um, you know, I think, I think if he, he he probably is already, uh, but, you know, just, just the chance to, uh, to be a superstar and, and, you know, just continuing his, his, uh, you know, road that 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 he's going on is going to be the the main thing.
2: Tatis Jr. certainly has uh, thrived under you, and that's certainly a refre- reflection on you. Uh, but I do want to ask you about the swing and up seven nothing on a three and zero pitch. I know he had the take sign, so that's on him. As Tony pointed out when we did a podcast at that time, but uh, me as a non-player, I, I don't really get the unwritten rules completely. Um, you know, obviously. Uh, Chris Woodward, uh, who's a friend of yours, uh, seemed to agree with you on the unwritten rules or you agreed with him one or the other. Um, You know, I don't know if that's a Texas thing. Is it a baseball thing? And, um, you know, looking back on that, uh, you think you could have done anything differently uh, in terms of uh, supporting him uh, or anything like that?
4: (sighs) Yeah, most definitely. You know, I wish I could go back in time and, and and choose words differently to to represent a little bit more of you know how you know how I felt. Um, I I, I really do, and I think I, I think in a way, it's. It's uh you know there there there's two sides to it, and you know maybe, maybe the old past history of you know unwritten rules and where is that line it's a gray area it, it's it's a gray area for me it's a gray area for for a lot of people and and looking back and and especially seeing like this year. And how many teams have come back from huge deficits? It's, you know, we were, I think a week ago, uh, we were down four in the last inning with uh, two outs and nobody on. We end up putting up seven. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think, I, I think in a way, it's almost a, a credit uh, of Tatis. And, you know, when, when you're dealing with a, a player of, of you know, potentially superstar, you know, if not the best, one of the best in the game and and his best ball is ahead of him. I think being able to just from his talent alone, he he's he's challenging some of the old theories or the old school uh, approach. And I mean that as, you know, an ultimate compliment to him. And so, you know, at at the end of the day, uh we we're trying to score runs. It's probably uh, guaranteed. It, it it's not probably. It, it it was a a bad decision on on myself. We're trying to score runs and I was thinking, you know, bases loaded, we're usually green light uh in in situations 3-0 our players have earned uh the 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 right to go 3-0. I was looking more uh, of, you know, uh, the, the pitcher was struggling to throw strikes and maybe walk the two in front of him. Um And, you know, Fernando was so dialed in at getting his pitch. In fact, he laid off two just nasty sliders that, that were strike balls at the end end up staying out. And he was so locked in. Uh, he didn't look up. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm thankful he didn't, you know, and, and, and to be able to go right there and, 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 and yes, you, you've got a 7 and, uh, nothing lead at that point, but you, you feel good. You don't feel great. After that swing of the bat, um, you know, in, in, in my opinion, that put the game away. And for that reason, uh, especially in a short season, especially when you're playing a playoff style type baseball, uh, the importance of every game, uh, That that was a good learning lesson for me.
3: Yeah, and by the way, it wasn't as though that pitch was right down the middle. I mean, the, the ability to back a ball up and hit it out at that stadium where everybody's saying the ball's not not traveling very well uh, was impressive in itself. Jace, I got to ask you, man, uh, you've now acquired some guys who have been to the dance to to, to, to get that big cake, as Junior said uh, a, a while back. Um, how important do you think that's going to be? I mean, Hosmer's been to a World Series – uh, you, you got Clevenger, uh, you got some guys who've been there late in the season. How important do you think uh, having guys like that on the roster is going to be for you guys?
4: I, I think it's incredibly important. And, you know, when, when things get, get going, they get fast, and the, the nerves and, and everything uh, apart about these important games settle in, being able to just simply double down, slow down, and rely on experiences and know that that you've been there. But with that being said, uh, we play our best ball when we're truly day-to-day. When when, when we're pitch-to-pitch, we're we're inning-to-inning. And so we've got to take care of business. We want to play our A game each and every night staying focused there uh the 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 next objective after that will be to to uh just spot into the playoffs and so i think it's going to be incredibly important um that that we stay uh you know in the moment we stay day to day and i think we're you know hopefully uh when we get in uh then we'll start tackling uh, the next objectives but uh this group we want to we're going to we're, we're going to stay incredibly disciplined at, at staying in the moment right now.
2: Well, we've had you on for nearly uh, 20 minutes. We've mostly asked you about your team, but, uh, you know, this is your first year managing, so you're not uh, one of the better-known managers. I know looking at your bio, you're under 40, one of the two youngest managers in the game. But uh, how, did, how did you get here so quickly? Um, it seemed like you, you came out of nowhere as a candidate, and then you got the job. Uh, how did it all come to be?
4: <laughs> That's probably a, a better question for, uh, AJ and, and his <laughs> crew. Um, <laughs> uh, I see so are from a uh, coaching background, uh, background uh, right? Your parents are both coaches. I junior. <laughs> uh, it, it started uh, in the summer of 2002 playing, uh, in the Cape Cod with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I was fortunate enough. There were, there were enough scouts there looking at players like, you know, uh, there, there, there were a group of players up there and, and, um, you know, be, because they were there watching uh, other players, I was probably noticed and, and, uh, you know, taking in, you know, the 10th the round of shoot, what was it? The 2003 draft and yeah, yeah. getting into to pro baseball. Um, uh, I, I could play a little bit. I was in a, I, I was in a situation where I wouldn't, I I didn't put up good enough numbers to get to double a at the time and I didn't put up worse or bad enough numbers to get released. So I was kind of, my uh, so with that being said, uh, I had a, I had an incredible opportunity. I knew I wanted to get into coaching. I knew I wanted to get into the, the player development side and, and I was able to take a unique, uh, career path a little bit. Uh, um, Scott service, who was the, the farm director and, uh, you know, had offered me a coaching job and it was going to be something different. Um, and I wanted to do something different at the time. Uh, they had just opened a, uh, an academy in the Dominican Republic and he asked if I'd go down for a year and and coach. And so at the time I said, yeah, you know, absolutely. I wanted to learn uh, Spanish. I wanted to, uh, learn about Latin America, Dominican, Venezuela, everything going on. Um, you know, in, in baseball. And so long story short, I uh, I went down for one year, fell in love with the program, fell in love with the players. I ended up staying uh, there three years. And, uh, you know, long long story short, I, I, I had taken uh, um, some different roles on, on the player development side, you know, from hitting coordinator, outfield coordinator, base running coordinator to farm uh, director. Um, You know, so I I, kind of worked up uh, in 2015 16. uh, I was part of a major league uh, staff uh, doing some defensive coordinating, doing the outfield, doing the base running. Uh, I went on uh, for two years to do uh, an assistant GM role where uh, I, I was fortunate to, to tackle a, a bunch of wide range, different assignments. Uh, but ultimately, I knew I wanted to be back on the field. That's where it was. That, that That's where I felt the best. That's where I felt uh, the most impactful. And so getting back on the field in 2019 um, and, and doing some different roles back in the major league uh, uh, clubhouse, the the dugout. And then, um, you know, I was also fortunate enough to, I, I took a managing job in Escojito, uh, th- this past off season and I was going through some interview processes and, and I was just blessed, fortunate enough that, uh, a, a group, uh, with San Diego, um, you know, thought enough of me and believed in me. And, and, uh, I, I can't tell you how blessed I am to, uh, to be around, be with this organization top to bottom, and more importantly, uh, you know, with this coach and staff and this group of players, I, I think blessed is the only uh, proper word to to describe how I feel.
2: Looking at your bio, I, know, I noticed you're from Missouri and you played uh, a bit with Albert Pujols on some team. I'm not sure the name of the team, but uh, you played with him. Uh, could you tell at that moment, because he was a 13th rounder, he was actually drafted later than you, right? You said you were a 10th rounder. Uh, could you tell at that time that he was going to hit close to 700 home runs?
4: <laughs> all i can tell you is this is he was playing shortstop for us <laughs> and and uh back then we were using uh this will probably be for, uh more more of your listeners at my age but we're using the aluminum uh bats that the air attacks
3: mm, yes
4: uh, and i just remember scouts coming out and this was the best player i had ever seen and we had a loaded team by the by the way, I think there were there were fourteen of us. Eleven went Division one, the other was Pujols, and, and one went on to uh, a Division two and won a title at Central Missouri State. And so we we were seeing players. We were traveling around. We we're playing in the top tournaments. We were facing Josh Backwoods and and uh, I remember you know, the CC Saabbath is on, on on the travel circuit. And so Pujols, by far, Seeing everybody watching him play on a daily basis was the the best player I'd seen. I remember him being out on his front foot, fooled with that Air Attack bat, and hitting a, a line drive off the, the the right field fence. He was doing just unbelievable things, and I remember scouts kept saying uh, he didn't have a position. You know, there wasn't a lot of buzz with it. I remember personally being defeated. I'm like, if this guy. Right here is is uh, not getting a lot of attention. I was like, I've got no chance. So you know, obviously he went to he went to Maple Woods. Um, you know, he put up with I think it was 22, 24 homers. Was an All American. You know, JUCO player for one year. Got drafted with the Cardinals, and then you know, it, it felt like um, you know, two days later, the the rest is history. So it, it went really quick. I
3: can attest. I can attest for Jace. Talking about pools because uh, when we played together in 2002, he kept talking about Albert Pools and how great this guy was. And at that point, we kind of knew he was really good. But Jace has been on the front line talking about pools for a long time, so I guess we shouldn't be that surprised that uh, you've had the success you have uh, on the field in terms of coaching and, and in the scouting uh, or in the development area. Jason, we've held enough of your time today, man. Uh, certainly appreciate you coming on and, and and giving us some of your time. Good luck today. Enjoy your new toys you have here there in San Diego, and uh, we'll catch up with you later, brother.
4: Uh, I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, you guys have a blessed day. Uh, thank you,
3: Jace Tingler, Padres manager on big time baseball. Enjoyed having him on the show today. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can follow both myself and John Heyman, at Tony Gwynn Jr. at John Heyman. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, big time baseball on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You guys enjoy your day.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.